Joe. It should be me saying Rich. You do it, you do it. Hi, Joe. Hi, Rich. Hi. Uh, it's nice to have you here on the podcast uh, for once. Yeah, you, you gargle that down. I'll let the viewers, uh, Thanks. listeners, just figure out what he's gargling. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to have a change of things today, people. Normally, Rich brings the mysteries and I uh, fumble all over it and make stupid dick and piss jokes. But today, Joe come in with a mystery. It's not so much a mystery because we know everything that happens in this, but I have chose to take out certain facts to make it a mystery for you, Richard. Okay, okay. So do I need to be you? Do I, I suppose so. Do I need to be dumb, make dick jokes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, be a bit better looking and smarter and funnier. Um, okay. Uh, can you tell the listeners how long it took you to write this fucking thing? All right, so this, this story happened in 2004, and I managed to find the news article online, everyone. And the story I found was good, and in the right order, but it was so much unnecessary information. So I think I spent about two hours going through it and trying to cross out all the unnecessary facts so I could make this as entertaining as possible for Richard and for you, the listeners. So you're welcome, everybody. Hours. Hours, guys. Yeah, Hours. took a long time. Um, I've decided as well, when, when I'm not hosting yeah. and I'm a guest as such, or I'm, you know... We're swapping our roles. Swapping roles. Yeah. I'm going to be like Brad Pitt. So you know like how in every movie Brad Pitt He's eats? eating. I'm going to do that with, with <laughs> podcasts. Perfect. You've got your cookies Great there. audible like listening yeah, for everyone. Because everyone loves the sound of chewing. Everyone loves it. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm going to kick... I'm going to name this as The Deception of Mark. <laughs> okay. Is it about Mark... Mark. It's not the Mark Not we the Mark know. we know. No. In fact, Mark is a pseudonym in this case. The oh, boy's shit. real identity has been protected. Oh. All right. As night falls over Greater Manchester, Ooh, the England. ingenious... We're talking England? Yeah. Not Manchester in America, no. one of those weird... The homeland. England, okay. Blighty. I want to picture everything, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Greater Manchester, you know, where the Manx are from. The ingenious adolescent returns to the place where he was stabbed last year, when he was just 14. The stab wounds still pain him. One in the chest. Ow. That was the light wound, though. Oh, fuck. Yeah, and another one in the abdomen. Six inches deep. Did he have his intestines removed? No, but it did pierce his kidney oh, and his liver. Shit. And necessitated, I think I've read that right, <laughs> the removal of his gallbladder. Oh. And it was from this injury. Who needs gallbladder? That the teenager almost died on the operating table. Twice. <laughs> so what you know so far is someone has been stabbed. Yep, and quite viciously. Yes. It's, it's not as passionate as an ex-lover stabbing you, like, multiple times, <laughs> you know. Two times is multiple, I guess. Yeah, but not, like, 20 very small. It's the smallest amount of multiple you can they get. Say, they say that's the crime of passion when that happens. <laughs> Two is, like, I just got to make so, sure he's dead. <laughs> so when you come to a body that's got 77 stab wounds, you're like, she must have really loved him. <laughs> yeah. They must have been in serious love. How long were they married for? Fuck. Oh, God. There's <laughs> <laughs> a knife wound for every year. Yeah, every, every anniversary. Year together. All right. This is a super long one, guys. So I better crack on. All right. I love you, bro. I love you Mark too. told his younger friend <laughs> oh. as he plunged in the knife. you were telling me you love me. Okay. Mark did it once. Stood up. Holding me. Did it again. He was kneeling on me saying, trust me, holding a knife in my stomach. There was blood coming out. I wonder if I trust someone holding a knife in my stomach. <laughs> somehow, yeah, he told him to trust him. He's trying to stab him to death. Um, somehow or other, there were... What? I found myself dragged up again to my feet as the knife was plunged back in. Shit. Call an ambulance! John screamed. I'm dying. 
People will hear. <laughs> Please be quiet. What? Said the older teenager, Mark. <laughs> You've killed me! Screamed John. Shh, don't say that, begged Mark. <laughs> don't let that be the last thing you were saying. Oh I mean, fair, to be fair, yeah, don't let that be the last thing you're saying. So, <laughs> as jo- so what you know so far is that the boy Mark has stabbed John. Yeah. Right. As John crumpled, a drained and muted figure of himself, he thought... Uh, by the, you know, he'd been muted by the tall, light-haired boy that he considered perfect and out of his league. Okay, romantic. Yeah. So minutes passed, perhaps as many as 20. Then Mark pulled out the knife, very, very uh, kind of him, and he called an ambulance. And he said some madman had attacked his friend. That's what the boy told the police. Right. He was early 20s, wearing a black hooded jacket and black jeans. And all points bulletin was issued by the police okay. to the media. Right. Be on the lookout for a dude of that description. It's very, not very descriptive. Yeah. <laughs> well, he had to invent him, didn't he? Yeah. Um, could have been a bit. <laughs> and as far as the police could see, it hadn't actually occurred. At least not the way the older boy Mark had said it. No madman in a hooded jacket, the authorities quickly realised, would ever be found. The media alarm should never have been erased. And a closed circuit camera at the base of the alley had recorded the foot traffic both boys going into the alley together. Mm-hmm. After reviewing the tape, the police arrested Mark for attempted murder. Okay. John yearns for strangers to recognise him. John is the boy who was stabbed. Yeah. Years later, as he revisits the scene, hoping that the guy, they'll never recognise him as the guy that got stabbed. Why would you, why? Why would you want to be recognised for the guy that got stabbed? <laughs> One Fuck might you know. say, Talk or, about attention seeking. Um, yeah, or more anxiously, are you Okay. But all he managed to attract was the curiosity of the police. All become clear. I mean, I've in a lot of movies and stuff, they talk about the murderer or whatever coming back to the crime scene. There's a victim coming back to the crime scene. Yeah, but yeah. is he the victim? I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on here. All right. We're going to introduce a third character now. Is it Brian? I'm going to name them Zed. Bob. Not Bob. Jacob. Zed is a mysterious name, and I want this character to be mysterious. Zed, okay. Zachary. Okay, for Mark's Zed... Zachary. ...had corresponded in an internet chat room with Mark. Okay. A bland-featured 16-year-old boy who possesses, as his most striking feature, a vast forehead. Okay. The reason why I had to read his description is because when I was reading over the story, I had to just keep laughing at it that that's how he was described in the story. I mean, it must be very vast. Why are you going in on the boy? It's got to be a vast boy. It yeah. probably is like a what-the-fuck forehead. Like, he probably looked at that picture. <laughs> like, fucking hell, I can't look at the, right. Look at vast. the boy attached to that forehead. Yeah, I mean, that's a big forehead. <laughs> Who started every sentence with the word, um... So they're is trying it to... Harry Maguire? Trying to... <laughs> <laughs> Podcast done. End it there. <laughs> I get a cookie for that. I would love it if Harry McGraw was listening to this and went, hey. <laughs> um, Zed would later explain it was like feeding a dog. As for himself, Zed was a gifted fabricator. <laughs> Staggering, said the judge who would uh, hear his case. Skilled writers of fiction would struggle to conjure up a plot as this. Okay. And from Zed's laptop emerged what the prosecutor would subsequently describe as an internet soap opera, moving from one scene to another, each character and storyline more fantastical than the last. The plots were extracted from what Zed had seen, both in films and in his life. Shit, son. Yeah. Thick with treachery, villainy and betrayal. Right. So, so far, you're you're up to speed. Someone's Uh been stabbed. Yep. 
All right. Zed's lawyer, Jonathan Goldberg. That's a very uh, typical, uh, stereotypical Jewish lawyer name. Yeah. Yeah. He must be good. Yeah. (laughs) He's a talented guy. Okay. Would inform the prominent Manchester judge that Zed harboured dreams of someday becoming a barrister himself. He said, Your Lordship, would you not think that he would make a great barrister one day? His Lordship, as it happened, did not think that. No. So when Zed stopped going downstairs for meals... His slight frame shrank even further. Oh, no. Zed stopped eating in March. Ooh. He would let explain, just wanted to be on the internet all the time. I porn. was... <laughs> it was just on Pornhub. <laughs> 24-7. This is correspondence with Mark, as they say. I, there was a buzz. One of... Blah, 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 blah. Where are we going? It was like satisfying a craving. You had to be on there. You had to be doing it. Perhaps it was warped to spend so much time on the internet. Maybe not. To me, it seems normal. I mean, a lot of people spend a lot of time on the internet now yeah. on our phones. We're always on the internet. That's I don't right. think he's doing anything well, that strange yet. Well, we'll see. Practically everyone I speak to about this singular boy and his case demonstrates a high level of antipathy. And I've Googled this word for everyone listening. Yes, please. It means a, um, uh, a, a, a strong lack of caring for anything. Okay. Yes, or a dislike. With the notable exception of the lawyer, Zed's lawyer, has distinctly imposed that his client... What has emerged from this is an extraordinary, persuasive and inventive boy um, whose future may well turn out to be brilliant. But most views are considerably less indulgent. A matrix of deceit is how the prosecution describes Zed's messages or manoeuvres, sorry. I'm not wearing my glasses reading this, people, so I'm going to try not to fuck it up too much, let alone my uh, loose grasp of the English language. All right. In contrast to such frightening um, cunning, the blundering stupidity of Mark, the one with the big forehead... (laughs) <laughs> the forehead I'm just going to start calling him the forehead uh, comes with somewhat of relief I don't think it's an exaggeration to say he would brainwashed okay. but more than 500 pages of internet chat transcripts 50 pages of psychological reports and excerpts from a score of police interviews now laid in the possession of uh, whoever's writing the story that I'm reading mm-hmm. and it painted a much more complicated picture of Zed in the universe Zed inhabited there was no one to, su- to sustain him except the people on the internet. These characters spoke his language, a blend of Northern England, vulgarities, and the cheerful adolescence of online chat rooms. And they shared the same mission, to keep Mark perpetually in contact with their creator. Any questions so far? So, who got stabbed again? So... <laughs> the story starts off with John reliving the moment he was nearly stabbed to death. Yeah. Uh, by by Mark. his friend Mark. Yeah. Where'd Zed come out of this? So I think Zed stepped in when we started talking about internet transcripts that had been going on with Mark. Zed is chatting to Mark online. Right. Okay. That's what we know so far. Okay. I'm there now. Yeah. So it's quite a long roundabout story. And this is me. This is the We don't know version. what Zed and Mark are chatting about yet. No, we don't know anything yet, but we will find out. They're just chatting. Yeah. They're going to be talking about football. Well, I did find out in this story that Mark loves football, but it's not relevant to the story. Oh. He's probably a Manchester United fan, probably. so... I mean, him. no, if he lives in Manchester, he's not a Manchester United fan. Are they all City fans? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, okay. you they all so who supports London. Manchester United? Londoners. Londoners, Spanish people, French people, people over Europe. No one really in Manchester <laughs> supports Manchester United. All right. Zed had con- concocted more than half a dozen fantasy personas, four of them women... 
much later after months of wrong turns and what the fuck okay this is how it's written of wrong turns and huge confusion the police would be very impressed by his skill i mean this is interesting uh, he should have gone into acting it's a waste of a skill yeah he should be some sort of um or a writer at least you know yeah something like that uh the police would be very impressed by skill threads of plots no matter how complicated or absurd were never dropped a character's most improbable revelations would never be confirmed by another character. Mm. The female creations came across, police decided, as archetypes of femininity. And not simply <laughs> to a 16-year-old b- boy's mind, but in fact, in general, in terms of the world and understanding of women. To analyse the dialogue of the character called Janet Dobson, number three in the hierarchy of the British Secret Service, according to Zed. Being a middle-aged woman... She does not do teenage talk. So Zed made sure she would talk like a proper grown-up when hell. conversing with Mark. I mean, was a proper writer. Yeah. Um, and, and the requests... Da, 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 da. Moreover, he was not to stray... From, Mark was not to explain from the... Ex, to stray from the explicit instructions given by J- Janet Dobinson. Uh-huh. Always telling him that four agents are watching you right now. <laughs> Each style of conversation was totally different. I really believed it, marvelled the police officer. That was the stumbling point for me. At no point could I find that this Zed character had ever made a mistake, despite having created multiple characters mm. within this universe that was manipulating Mark. That's Z- a lot of time as well to dedicate to doing something like that. Zed was careful to find an excuse for a certain character to disappear so a new one could enter the chat. It would be a week or a few weeks before that character came back. So this is an extremely interesting... This, this, this Zed character could have written Game of Thrones. Ah. <laughs> uh, bah, 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 bah. The continuity and the memory of Zed were phen- phenomenal. Fucking hell. Sorry. Two of them ceased writing after meeting up with... Meeting with sorry fates. Including rape, murder, a coma, a baby drawn, born during a coma, plot twists so messy and operatic that the police themselves had to provide stacks of names and huge piles of coloured charts to organise their thoughts so about the case. So all these characters had horrible things happen to them. Some of these characters met very yeah. bad ends, Okay. according to Zed. And what, Mark's just taking this all in? Mark, yeah. yeah. Mark is a 16-year-old boy with just a very big forehead. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thinking this is all real. Disaster awaited young, one young female character. It was noticed whenever a love-struck Mark attempted to contact the female character about meeting up, it could not happen due to, obviously, the female character not existing. Yeah. And high-ranking spy... He's not doing a Mrs. Doubtfire. No. <laughs> <laughs> high-ranking spy Dobinson, although evidently preoccupied with problems of the most highest level of government, would check in with Mark saying, Hiya, babes, very busy. <laughs> this thing with the royal How party was. being disturbed. You'll know about it later. She was always available to Mark. It was she who ordered the teenager to carry out John's murder. Ooh. Janet Dobinson, third in line for the MI5 top position, but ordered why? Mark to carry out the murder of John. But why? Why? Do you have any theories so far? Not why, no, no there's no, nothing sh- to tell me you why. You shouldn't do, that means it's going right. There's nothing to tell me why. Why did Janet Dobinson, third in from the top of the MI5, want Mark to kill John? In reality, we know there was no Janet Dobinson. Yeah. But in Mark's mind, why would this be something Janet wanted him to do? Why? 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 Mark said, you want me to kill him? That's what you're asking me. 
an incredulous Mark wrote to the British agent Janet Dobinson. That was the day before the attempted murder. Yes, replied Janet Dobinson. Just leave him to die. And Mark said, what should I say to him? What, just stand there a minute and say, hold on while I stab you? <laughs> she said, tell him you love him. <laughs> I love him, but this has to be done? Like, why, why would I tell him these things? Janet said, take him to a quiet place. Uh, so uh, Janet Dobinson was, as Mark described, as an informed 44-year-old authoritarian uh, agent. Yeah. And she likes to give instructions. Okay. So she told him, take him somewhere quiet to kill him and tell him you love him yeah. when you kill him. Yeah. <laughs> I can see the look on your face. I'm trying to understand what why. What is going on? Why? Dobinson had answers for everything and quite a few demands. Mark, for example, was to stab his friend while saying, love you, bro. Make sure you know he loves you. Well, I mean, has Mark not got more questions? <laughs> Does Mark not want to ask more well, about why this is happening? Why he's doing do this? Any of, Mark, of this? What do you make of Mark so far? Mark is very gullible, very impressionable, um, very easy to mani- manipulate, very, very suggestible. My friend, you um, hit the nail right on the fucking vast <laughs> forehead of Mark. Yeah, that is exactly what's happening. I mean, happening I feel right like now. you're delivering safeguarding training right now. Is what I feel like <laughs> happening. How not to be rag- uh-huh. radicalized? Yeah. Um, uh, Zed himself felt to be so profoundly, so we're going back to Zed now, okay. unlovable. They entered into the MSN chat room under, not under his own name, but as a teenage beauty named Rachel. It was through this character that Zed introduced himself to Mark. Zed is complex. Yes. Zed's got issues. Thus, Rachel was, the own, was only the beginning of what involved into an intricate internet folia 6. I don't know what that means. I didn't Google that. Sorry, people. That's on your own time. And these two were followed by still other fantastical alter egos. A girl in distress, a homosexual blackmailer, a genial schoolboy, a top spy, a rapist, a murderer. Everyone checked in regularly with the alternately entrapped Mark. They had desires they expressed frankly, ardently, and thoroughly as was warranted, apparently. So Mark would discover on the chat room site, Rachel, along with her brother, Zed, were in a state, sorry, um, not said. Mark would discover on the chat room site, Rachel, along with her brother John, the boy stabbed, were in a state of ceaseless peril, threatened with abduction and rape by a self-proclaimed homosexual stalker named Kevin. (laughs) Zed's fourth character. And to prevent such a tragedy, Mark was told he had to perform sexual acts in the view of a webcam to gratify the stalker Kevin. Oh, this is getting d- dark. <laughs> it is Voss Dean's, uh, this is this, it is this um, demand that catches the eye when I open the 15 pounds of chat room text I had received. The character Rachel is writing to Mark. You have to perform these sex acts in the webcam so the stalk, homosexual stalker Kevin will not continue to threaten my life, Rachel. What the fuck? This is all perpetrated by Zed, remember. Wank. Wank? Wanking on camera for them. Oh, God. She said, yes, that's what I need you to do. Oh, my God, why is he making me wank? Wank. (laughs) Oh, sorry, I'm reading again. Because he's gay. (laughs) You don't have to do anything for me. (laughs) And then Mark replied, I do, Rach, I have to. I love you. So, this passage incensed the Manchester authorities... 
as Mark could be manipulated so easily and humiliated on webcam by the supposed Kevin, who then, according to Zed, abducted his girlfriend, Rachel. <laughs> uh, sure devastated Mark was to learn his virtual girlfriend was dead. Oh, no. Gang-raped. Oh, God. And then murdered by the mythical stalker and his cohorts. Oh, God. He manipulated him, says the police, to get him to do what they wanted. So far, you're saying it's pretty dark? I've said it's extreme. <laughs> it like, is extreme. extreme. This... It's an extreme story with multiple characters, with horrible storylines, with yeah. awful crimes and awful things. But so far, only three real people. And, and, and Mark has just taken this a win, and I feel sorry for Mark. Yeah. I feel like, where's Mark's parents? <laughs> like, what are they doing? Uh, I feel like they're, what, whatever chat room they're using, there should be some kind of, you know, uh, there's usually people that... Moderator. Moderator, yeah. you know. This is the early days of MSN. This, this is, is in 2004. Why, uh, this is... So yeah, we've concerning. got so far we've got sixteen year old Mark, fourteen year old John. How did people not realise the internet was a dangerous place? The back mystery then? characters. Seriously. All right. Zed would let it concede that he knew exactly how much he had traumatised Mark by engineering the death of Rachel. In the chat, he wrote, "Kicked her stomach all in, put her head under water, then out, freezing cold, and she stained my sheets when she was bleeding. You weren't there for her." However much she screamed for you. Fuck it out. Really traumatising this Fuck poor, large-headed boy, Mark. Poor Mark. Mark saying, how could I have been there for her? I didn't know where she was or what was going on. And it was at this point when Zed's mother found his laptop. Okay, okay. Good mum. About time, mum. Zed's mum. Where's Mark's mum? Still don't know. Yeah. Zed's mum found the laptop. Yep. Realised all of the conversations going on with Mark. Yep. And saw this Janet Dobinson, MI5 agent. Yep. Didn't know what to think. Okay. Closed it all down, took the modem away, dismantled the laptop, put it in her room. So Zed could no longer engage in this. Smart move, smart move. I mean, Zed needs much more punishment than that, but yes, smart move. Unfortunately, this did not stop Zed. Okay. When mum was out, he knew how to re... Um, oh, come on, mum, you to, should be smart. Put together this. the laptop and the modem and continue this. Yeah, clearly this, this guy needs... But what Zed's mum had done is contacted needs... Mark's mum. Okay. And let her know that these boys, what they've been talking and about... And Mark's mum, where the fuck have you been for this whole <laughs> fucking time? Well, I didn't include this into the story, but a bit of backstory. Zed's mum is not a particularly good mother. Oh, shit. Zed comes from a very broken home. I mean, that probably makes sense, because Zed's quite fucked up from what I've heard, so... Zed's mum... So Zed's dad abducted him when he was a baby. Fucking what? Okay. Then this... him and the mum separated. Okay. And then Zed eventually found out that his stepdad was not his real father. Oh, and the mum explained to this, Zed that he is, was abducted. Is this fucking EastEnders? Like, what's going it's on? It's like a real life one, right? It's fucking mad. So, obviously, this said, uh, made Zed a fucked up person. This is like... It's, it doesn't... So, so Zed's mum contacted Mark's mum and said, I think we need to have a sleepover for the boys. No! You know, get a, no! a normal friendship going. No! No, I think we never need to never talk again and make sure our boys stay away from each other. And that uh, there's punishments made. That is also what she said, but she only, that was limited to online. In person, they could be friends, but online, no chat to continue. I, I, That's what she wanted. No, I don't trust Zed. No, and you're right not to, because when Mark slept over at Zed's house, again, Zed is a young boy, 14 years old as well. Yeah. Sorry, Zed is 14, John is 16. Uh, John is, I mean, Mark is 16. They're both very young. Yeah. Um, what they did in Zed's room was watch porn and engage in oral sex with each other. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say at Zed's manipulation. Yeah. Yeah. But I, oh. 
So, can back we, to... Can we not have a nice story? <laughs> Why are you and Mark picking the most <laughs> fucked up stories for our podcast? Maybe, like, seriously. Maybe me and Mark are fucked up. People. These aren't what the fuck mysteries. These are like... Fucking you need therapy mysteries. Right, everyone listening, if you do need therapy after this, um, don't worry. We'll be back to Richard hosting next week and it'll be a bit lighter and uh, I am, more enjoyable. I'm definitely going for marshmallow shit next week. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to Janet Dobinson, the allegedly British Secret Service agent. Oh, yeah, that fucking evil bitch, yep. <laughs> um, she said, could you kill someone close to you? You might be tested on this later. Because <laughs> Mark was to be tested and trial to become an MI5 agent. Oh, poor Mark. Uh-huh. Mark said, mm, I don't know. I probably would, but I don't know why. <laughs> I never really thought about it. Jesus, Mark. Janet said, well, think, please. <laughs> and he said, yeah, I could. There's my answer. <laughs> uh, la, 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 la. So as Mark was informed by the spy Jan- Janet Dobinson um, that... So Mark was informed by Janet Thompson that his friend John yeah. had a slow growing but terminal brain tumour. However, tragic for John, his victim, the condition also had devastating consequences for the British Secret Service, which needed John dead. Why? That's what she explained to Mark. Why? I'm now in a position to tell you why, said Dobinson. Oh, okay. John was worth exactly £568 billion. Pounds. Of course he was, of yeah. course. Of and course, an insane amount of money. Of course, yes. Of I course. don't know why they didn't knock it down to like <laughs> 1.2 Anywho's, <laughs> And at the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> lay a huge, massive safe containing the world's richest jewels. I mean, Access to that chest was available only through John, who had the combination in his head. Of course John had the combination in his head. This is the most insane... <laughs> imagination someone has ever created so I, I kind of understand the need for psychiatric wards more <laughs> from this story uh there is an element of this story i've left out because it took too long but there was a point where someone was on a waiting list for four months before they saw a psychologist after all of this i mean they needed oh for fuck's sake. anywho's ain't it murder when you kill someone said mark yeah yeah it is mark <laughs> not in your case said janet dobinson no, the no. mi5 secret no, no, agent mark it is Oh, God. It didn't take the older boy, Mark, very long to overcome his inhibitions. For one thing, Agent Dobinson was a sexy older woman who was extraordinary, offering extraordinary rewards for his service uh, to the crowd. How do we know they're sexy? Because they said they were sexy to Mark? Yeah, they've, they've created they've this described uh, themselves? alter ego. Yeah, I had to have they some... got a sexy MSM profile picture of this I don't believe there's lady. been any photos involved. Okay. No, no proof whatsoever for Mark. Just words on a screen. Okay. Also offering... Um, I'm a sexy older lady. Is this a secret agent? <laughs> she was in a loveless marriage and she was sex-starved. And Mark was the one to fill that hole, apparently. Oh, poor Mark. All right, so for his services to the Crown, she was offering 80 million uh, sexual favours, a career in the intelligence service. Like, this kid's going to have a career in anything intelligent. Come oh, on. Oh, man. Cemented by a contract. Mark was given the number 47695 and ordered to terminate his friend, John. This was the kill code. Four seven six nine five. After this, there was to be a meeting between Mark and a very grateful Prime Minister Tony Blair, according to Janet Dobinson. I mean, I wouldn't put it past Tony Blair. And Zed then, writing under a different name, managed to convince Mark that it was true. John did, in fact, have a brain tumour. Okay. So Mark's now got proof, not just from Janet Dobinson, from another person, that John has a brain tumour. So 
It's not bullshit in Mark's mind. He really has a brain tumor. Janet, oh, I know it's not Janet, bullshit in Janet, Mark's Janet, mind. Janet Donaldson is the real deal. Mark has been. Mark, Mark is. Oh my gosh. Oh god. Uh, Mark is Play Doh and it is being molded <laughs> into whatever fucking Zed or whoever, whatever character wants to mold it into. Alright. The police, after finding through all of this information, realised that there were 98 individuals in this chat. Jesus. And 98 separate emails for all of them. Fucking hell. Zed had created 98 personas. Zed's got a lot of time. That's insane. So, I mean, was Zed going to school? Did Zed work? Like, well, he's 14, he must be in school. So now back to the case where Mark had originally said it where was Where was some... his teachers? Like, what's going on? <laughs> where was the safeguarding? Mark was failed oh, by the world. Much. Zed was failed as well. They were both failed. Mark was no help at all to the police originally, stating that a hooded person, a madman, had stabbed his friend John. But he then did later reveal, confessing, stabbing. He said he'd done it because he'd heard voices. Which, okay. again, was not true. Yeah. He obviously did not want to admit the plot sure. from the MI5 agent Janet Dobbinson and all these other people. I mean, I would have thought no one would have fucking believed him if he did say it, you know? <laughs> yeah, the boy, never like, spoke... just that... <laughs> the boy never spoke up at this point. As he had stabbed his friend only under orders from the British Secret Service, he was entitled to release, according to Janet Dobbinson, in his mind. They were don't know them, but he did not demand to see Janet Dobbinson, hmm. who has sworn that she would engineer his freedom... And there was no mention of sunken treasure. Could it be that Mark was starting to realise something had gone wrong? That Mark wanted to get the treasure himself. Maybe when he didn't want to tell anyone. keep all the money. <laughs> Mark was like, I'm not telling no one about this treasure. They'll take my treasure. <laughs> Him and his big forehead was going to swim <laughs> up to the bottom. He used his big forehead to wait him down to the bottom of the ocean to get that treasure. Oh, God. All right. Hatton, Mark's barrister, concedes that when he first met his client, he didn't find it easy to explain to me that what he had fallen for and had, he had been so stupid. Wait, so Mark realises he was stupid now? I think he's starting to realise it. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, the dominoes took a long time to fall there, son. As Clark, another uh, judge, spoke about how Zed had manipulated the older boy, deploying a stream of imaginary virtual characters to lure Mark into carrying out this murder. Mm. He sneaked a look at Mark's face. The boy was no longer... Oh, that's not important. Let's skip that part. It's not, in, not important. All right. Da, 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 da. No, we don't need to go over that point. All right. <laughs> now it's going to be my wrap-up. We don't need to leave, leave that any further. Oh, it's the Joe wrap-up. All right. So, let's recap what we know. Tell me what you know so far. Oh, fucking... That was such a long story. It's a half an hour worth yeah, of story. Sorry. I don't know if I can recap half an hour. I just know that Mark stabbed John... Just the facts. ...because of a brain tumour, because he wanted to get the key for the treasure and was promised safety from the MI5 sexy older agent. Yeah. Um, Zed is actually secretly manipulating Mark with all these different characters and all these different things with over 90 different characters and all this mm. craziness. Um, Zed is also has physic by the sounds of it, possibly uh, abused Mark as well when they've been in person. Yeah. Zed has um, got Mark I'm guessing Mark wasn't aware that Zed, um, was sending all those emails at any of that no. point when he was sleeping over, when the no. par- when the mums forced them together in that horrible environment and M- made that horrible Mark knows situation. Zed as a friend at school. More than that now, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, all right. Okay. So now with the mystery, which I've tried to hold back for you, is who is Zed and why did he want Mark to kill John? So, I mean, I feel like it's going to be some kind of crazy movies like thing where... 
Z is Mark, and Mark is Z, and they are one, like Fight Club. So what you know, like Fight Club. It's like so, Fight Club. So what? This goes back to Brad. It's just like Brad Fight Pitt Club. Eating. So what you're suggesting is that I was Mark from the Brad Pitt may have been a genius who used this fake Z character yes. as a way how he had to kill John yep. because he was manipulated by Z when really he was Z. Yep, but really providing his own alibi. Crazy, uh, insane story that he's just made up because he's just fucking insane. Well. You're half right. Okay, I'll take half right. I'll You're take half, half a right. mark. I'll take half a mark. So, what I'm now going to do is Kaiser Soze style, hopefully try and drip feed you bits of information <laughs> I left out before. I like it. Okay, I like it. So, John, the 14-year-old boy, yeah. was also in this chat. Okay. John, not as, got stabbed. Yeah, not as an alter ego, as himself. Okay. The friend at school that Mark knew. Yep. They were in different year groups. Mark was 16, John was 14. Okay, yep. John... Mark needs friends his own age. Yeah. John was gay. Okay, yep, nothing wrong with that. He had a crush on Mark. Okay. He loved Mark. Oh. He wanted to be with Mark. Oh. But he could not tell anyone he was gay. So you're telling me that John is Zed? John is Zed. John is Zed. He engineered his own murder from Mark. Fucking hell. Everything, there is no Zed. John Fuck. did all of this. 14-year-old boy manipulated this 16-year-old boy. Yep. Believing these 98 fucking mystery characters. Yep. Keeping this thread going for seven months. Yep. To eventually getting him so revved up and believing in this MI5 plot. <laughs> yeah. That, was that he was willing to kill his friend. Yep. Who he had sleepovers with yep. and sucked his dick. Yep. John incited his own murder and was arrested for it. Okay. So did John die? John lived. John lived. John lived. Okay, so John didn't die. Was John arrested for this? John was arrested for inciting his own murder. Yeah. I think the first ever case in British history. Is he in a psych ward? A prison? Um, or... I did re- later read on in, and he does have a psychologist now. That's, that's good. And he's not criminally insane, I don't believe. Uh, he no, was just someone no. who was so isolated, yeah. had a terrible upbringing with his dad abducting him. He's sure. finding out his stepdad wasn't his real dad. Sure. His mum always weeping at physical and sexual abuse from his stepdad. Sure. And he escaped into the internet. Okay. I hope he doesn't have a Reddit account now. <laughs> I hope he's not allowed on the internet age, now. At this age, he would be... Fir- he'd be our age. Yeah, okay. Mid-30s. I, I mean, do you think he's uh, out? Or do you think he's still in, uh, in If jail? he was arrested at the age of 14 for inciting his own murder, I think he's probably out. That worries me. That concerns me deeply. So what I find so amazing about this case is that not only did this boy manage to create this universe of characters and manipulate this boy... But what the most shocking thing is, to kill him, to get the boy to kill himself. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. When he could have easily taken his own life, but what he wanted was the boy to kill him and say, I love you. Yeah, though, did he just want that because he thought that Mark might somehow eventually turn around and love him? Oh, I think something I, I managed, to, managed to skip over was that um, J- Agent Janet Dobinson inserted an abort code into this, 6969. Of course. So if Mark six, hears 6969 yeah, at any point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, he's to abort the murder. Right. So John, who had obviously arranged this abort code, yeah. I think was ready to shout out 6969 when he got stabbed by Mark, yeah. but he chose not to. Okay. So I, I truly believe he wanted to die okay. and at the hands of the person he loved the most, which was Mark. Okay. Yeah. But he had told Mark to call an ambulance. I mean, Joe, I'm not a therapist. So um, <laughs> I think if you want to take this case to a therapist, it'd be interesting to unpack that, that, that case with you. <laughs> I, I will say that when I read this story in 2004, I would have been... You would have been young. Ah, uh, You would have been 17. 17. Yeah, I was 
in entranced by it. I was Whoa. like, this is fucking amazing. Really? This this 14-year-old boy is an evil genius. He's my junior. He's like younger than me. I'm a big 17-year-old. I'm a tough man. I thought I was smart and shit. And this little boy had done all this shit. I was like, fucking, this guy's a fucking evil genius. And I always remembered the story and was fascinated by it. Why he did all this careful manipulation. Some fucking evil genius. Fucking James Bond level shit just to get someone to kill him. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And some new laws and rules hopefully were made because of this situation. Uh, And it's a massive tale on on why safeguarding is so important. And why parents should be more involved in their children's online life. Fucking hell. But well done to you for figuring out that Zed was one of the other one of the boys. Thanks. I, I got somewhere. I got yeah. somewhere. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't. Couldn't solve the whole mystery. But uh, I don't think I told it in the best order because I tried to leave facts out. I think, I think but, you've done um, a good. Jo- I think I, you've um, done a good job. I think you've done a good the job. ship in the right enough direction. I think it. I think it was interesting. I think it's an entertaining story. I. I. I don't. I mean, the the there's been too much dark stuff in the last two episodes. <laughs> I need some fluffy mysteries. Some cloudy, lovely, fluffy mysteries. We're getting in too much into this true crime fucking shit right that now. That is another true crime one. Unlike other mysteries, this was not a mystery. We found everything out, luckily, because the the kids' laptops were retrieved and all the information was found. I, I mean, how how's Mark? Uh, well, he went to jail for murder trial, but I imagine he's out by now because he'd have been in a juvenile detention centre. I don't know how long kids And he was get heavily for... manipulated, though. He was heavily manipulated, but I bel- he was still arrested for attempted murder. I mean... And he pled guilty. Yeah, he still did it. But he was heavily manipulated. Heavily Absolutely. manipulated. He was heavily manipulated. His whole reality was moulded and changed into something. The only thing that could not be changed was his vast forehead. Fucking everyone needs to get off their phones and get off the internet. <laughs> like, just get off the internet, guys. All right, people listening in. Let us know what you thought of this mystery, or if you have a new mystery. I just said out. get off the internet, and you're telling them to go on the internet. Just for a brief moment. Fuck don't yeah. convince anyone to suck any dicks or anything, Jesus or murder anyone. Please don't. Just refer us mysteries. Shout out to Duncan, who apparently has uh, emailed us a mystery or texted us a mystery. Yeah, we've got a mystery from Doug, which we'll do next. We'll do Duncan's mystery next. And, oh. then, uh, yeah, and then we've got a whole bunch of fluffy mysteries. I don't know how... I'm hoping Duncan's mystery is fluffy now. Fuck. For some reason, I feel like Duncan's mystery will not be fluffy. I think Dunk's will be inter- Dunk is an interesting guy. He has interesting Duncan cases. I think Duncan is a highly intelligent person. He will go for something quite sadistic. <laughs> That's what I think as well. Um, Do you think the mark we know could be as easily deceived as the mark in this story? Not now. Maybe at 16. Maybe at 16. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I was very easily suggestible when oh, I, was I was super 16. dumb. If I, if I was a 16-year-old boy and some 43-year-old sex-starved secret agent, <laughs> powerful, sexy lady was telling me, I'd be like, yeah, I'll do what you want to do. Fucking dickhead. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if I'd have stabbed my friend over it, but... um. Uh... What have we learned from... What's our takeaway from this? That Mark was extremely horny. No, that safeguarding is so <laughs> important. That, that... Rich is taking the high moral ground. I'm taking the low moral ground on this one, people. Fucking... <laughs>